0: And welcome to another episode. Today, I am joined with my longtime friend Natalie. Um, She's been on previous episodes, so you would have heard her maybe on Heartbreak and Mental Health, I think Lockdown Chronicles, uh, quite a few of the episodes. But basically, just to give you a bit of a background so, me and Natalie have been friends since the age of four. We are now 31 and 32, which is actually quite crazy when we think about how many years, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like decades. It, how many years
0: that actually is, is actually crazy. But you know, not all, you know, friendships aren't always based on tenure. But in this case, the fact that we have been friends for so long is very, very telling. Um, so yeah, Natalie, do you want to just, I know I've said your name already, but do you want to introduce mm-hmm. yourself and maybe give the people a bit of a background into what you do, what you're doing right now?
1: Um, so hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm back again. <laughs> um, my name's Natalie. Um, I've been good friends with Christina for many, 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 many years. I am currently a nursery manager and I've worked in childcare for oh, nearly coming up to 10 years now. Mm. Yeah, it's a long time. I know. It sounds my really God. long. Yeah. I love them. Um, <laughs> love my little people. Um, so yeah, so that's me really. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah,
0: no, perfect, oh. thank you Also just to get people to know your voice again um, So in this episode we decided to talk about Like being raised by a single mum I don't want to say the pros and cons But more so the le- the lessons And how that's transcended into your, like, your life And the way you do things now And something that I think we should Especially because you work in childcare as well You probably see mm. things at nursery Obviously we won't necessarily get into those specifically But just to understand like what you've learned from that situation and how you feel it maybe has not necessarily affected your mental health, but um, just how you have looked at life going forward. So just to give you a bit of context as well, Natalie is a twin, so she does have a twin sister, but yeah, let's kick off with that. Like first and foremost, I wanted to initially like debunk the myth of in your case, when I say you're with a single parent, it's your mum. Your mum was your primary guardian caregiver so on but naturally one thing that I found really interesting is when you um naturally see okay the dad's not in the picture you tend to think that the dad left like he's the one who left the situation oh but like in your mom's case as we got older and I found out no your mom
1: left yes
0: yeah so maybe do you want to give us what you can share about that situation
1: Um, yeah so Basically, um, my mum met my dad when she was late 20s. She was about, I think, 26 when she met him in the little, you know, raving scene (laughs) in East London back in the day. And it was like three friends they kind of met. Um, She started a relationship with him and, you know, she fell in love with him. And she had moments where some of her close friends, my aunts now, as you do with your friends, you know, your friends dating a guy that you're like, "Mm, I don't know about this one, but because it's your friend, you love them, so you kind of just support the decisions that of they course, make. Yeah. So my mum did kind of get a couple of red flags raised by her friends, but she was like, no, I love him, I love him. <laughs> so, yeah, and then they, she fell pregnant with me and my sister. They lived together in um, East, East Hamway, I think it was. Was it East Ham? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so they lived together in East Ham, And um, during my mum's pregnancy, she had noticed a couple of things, you know, when you're dating someone and, you know, she noticed things in the relationship that didn't quite sit right with her in Mm. terms of like infidelity, like things of infidelity probably. But she kind of brushed it off and was like, no, maybe not. Then she gave birth to us. She moved back to the flat that they were living in. And I just remember she had said to us that she told him, you know, we was about one years old, I think it was, and she had told him, like, she caught him, you mm-hmm. know, blatantly caught him, not actually seeing caught him, but, yeah. like, you know, it was clearly obvious she found out that he had been cheating on her and she said to him, like, listen, you need to stop what you're doing, cut it off with this woman or I'm gone. She gave him the ultimatum and then clearly he didn't stick to the ultimatum and she found out that he was still knocking around with this same woman Mm. and my mum thought no you know I value myself way more than that and I think it was not just the infidelity I think probably the the dynamic of the relationship probably Mm. wasn't healthy either and um yeah she just one day she just said that she just packed up all our stuff Mm. and she just left um and then it just it did turn a little bit not nasty but it wasn't you know the greatest when we was younger, um, but I think one of the things that now, being from like a single parent family, I've realised that the way that my mum acted in that situation, when you have when you do have a child with someone but the relationship breaks down, mm. you as a as a woman, what you do in that in that situation, I think it made me think that my mum. I'm so I I literally hold my hands up to her because no matter how much she hated this man and she hated him and all of the, the bullshit that he put her through, you know, after she left, like, you know, hunting her down and Mm. begging her to come back and then turning nasty about it. And then, you know, taking everything away from her, leaving her with nothing, leaving her in debt. Mm. You know, he did all of these things to her and, she still was like, if you want to see the children, let me know yeah. and I'll organise it. Yeah, If you want to see them, it's fine. I'll sort it out. And she always kept that door open for him. Mm. And he, it was him that he chose to not go through that door. And he chose to let us down and say, you're coming, but you're not coming. And mm. he chose not to write a card every Christmas and every birthday. You know, all the things that he did, he chose to do it. She didn't, you know, she didn't hold him at ransom. She didn't say, you can't see your children if you don't do this. My yeah. mum never actually asked for a penny from him, nor did she even take him to court for money. Mm. She didn't do any of those things. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, so it, it made me think... You know, if I ever was in that situation or even when I've had friends in that situation, I always try and say to them from my experience and from the age that I am now, although it's painful for you, please just let your children find out for themselves yeah. who you who you already know their dad to be. Yeah. Because, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots. So if he has done you wrong and he truly Is that way Then he will continue To be that way And he will show that Mm. And your children Will see it And when they get older They will make the decision Mm. For themselves For themselves Yeah Yeah And I think that's
0: really important Because that's actually What I was going to say To you next Is that Growing up around you And being around you I actually never Never ever Heard your mum say Anything Negative About your dad Don't get me wrong I'd never spoken to you Like I think it took like Until we got to secondary school Mm. That I was like oh, like, do you talk to him? Or I remember the first time that I saw a picture, it was in your bedroom like on, you know, in your old room when you had like the fireplace, there was like a picture there. Like, oh yeah. really randomly, it wasn't in a frame. It was just like a picture. And I said, oh, who's that? And he was like, oh, that's my dad. And I was like, oh. I was like, questions, you know what he looks like. Do you know? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I see his mom. Like I go and see his, like my nan on that yeah. side and stuff like that. And I feel like I never, ever heard anyone in your family actually say anything bad which I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of what where at the point I was getting to which is you got to make that decision for yourself yeah it wasn't like it was a self-inflicted hate on your dad because your mum had put that on you it was very much like no I I know it for myself because I didn't see this and I didn't see that yeah so um initially I was going to ask you like do you think that helped the fact that you got to make that decision for yourself. Um, and it was was it ever something that you and your sister spoke about or was it just something you didn't speak about but you just kind of went through the motions of it?
1: Um, I think that it helped a lot. Um, and my mum made it very clear to, you know, my mum's from a really big family and they were all really, really close. And she made it clear to every single aunt, every single uncle, all of her friends, that no one was to be able to speak badly in front of me and Tasha about our dad. Mm. Um, And no one was to, you know, hash up, you know, the history between them. You know, she genuinely didn't want us to know. Mm. Um, Even now with my big old age, I still don't really know the full story and the depths of their relationship. Um, And I don't really want to know. Yeah, But over the years, I've been able to get bits of information... And piece together kind of my own kind of idea of how I think their relationship went. Me and Tasha never really spoke about it. It was kind of, and my mum never spoke about it. Like she, I think that is one of the things that I do think to myself oh, I wish she did sit us down one day and kind of was like, you know what? you know, maybe when we was probably about 16, 17, I would have, I think I would have appreciated her to just sit down with us and just tell us a story and just mm. be like, hey, you're old enough now. I'm going to tell you this is the situation and you can kind of take it or leave it however you want. And she didn't really do that. And I think it was just maybe she didn't think, maybe she there was just never the right time for her to, to do it or she just kind of thought, oh, you know, he's not really around, yeah. he doesn't really contact us. So what's the point, you know, what's the point of talking about someone who's never there and and probably never going to be there.
0: Mm.
1: So I understood. One of the things as well is that you, like you said,
0: you have a big family network. So you had loads of aunties and uncles. And um, I know that your grandma and granddad were very present in helping, like her, not necessarily, I don't want to say the words raise you, but let's say she needed to be at work. Then he might get you from school and so on. Did being coming from like a, a black family, do you do you ever find that she ever mentioned when she was maybe down or stressed? Or was it just like you would you say you never felt that?
1: You never felt oh, yeah, stresses. No, you were just like no. Yeah, no. So my mum, um, I think because she had to be so strong, um, I think she just kept that strength. So you just never saw it. Um and yeah, you just never really show it. Like she's kind of like yeah, it, I think it is because from our culture, you know, the woman needs to be strong mm. and you you can't show weakness and, you know, sometimes crying is a form of weakness in a way. And I think because she was the only single parent and you was she it was just her on her own, she never she never broke down, or I never ever saw her break down. Um, if I did, it was because like things have got too much. Um, like financially, she was yeah. just really tight, or you know, just as you do, just through life. Really, you know, sometimes you just have your moments where you just break. Yeah, but it was very quick. It would be like one evening, she'd just, I just see her crying, like out of the like just really randomly, she'd just be really upset about something, and literally. It, two, three hours later, she's fine. Mm. Like, she's not crying, but she's just really quiet just watching the TV. And that was it. Like, I never really saw her down, down or anything. She probably may have been, but I never saw it. it. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, But now you're older, now that you're older and you're going through, like,
0: your life pressures, whether it's been through, like, relationships or financial or work or whatever, like, can you, do you look back and go you like when you get older and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how, I don't know how you did it kind of thing. Do you ever look back at her and feel like, oh my God, who, if it wasn't us that you could speak to, not necessarily who did you speak to, but like, oh yeah, how did you do this kind of thing? Or do you talk to her about it or do you just, it's not something you talk about? No,
1: I don't really talk to her about it, but I feel like I've realised as I've gotten older, I have found a completely new level of appreciation for my mum mm. and the things that she did for us um and I do think because of how like mental health and everything is so is so prominent now and it you know people are really thinking about how can I you know help and support and I do think oh my god like my mum there must have been moments where she was probably just crying her eyes out and you know just you just feel like she can't cope anymore you're at your wits end and I do think, oh, my God, I wonder who she went to. But I think she probably went to my aunt in Canada because I know my aunt, um, which is my mum's eldest sister, helped loads. And um, I think she probably wouldn't have been able to do a lot of things without my aunt Carol's help emotionally Mm -hmm. um, and just having that positive, supportive sister um, as well as with, with, like, my other aunt. And I generally feel like it takes a village to raise a child, 100%. I mean, no true words have ever been spoken. Whether you are in like a two-parent family or Mm. a single-parent family, it still takes a village. You probably just rely on your village a lot more with a single-parent family. But I'm glad she did have, I think she did have someone to talk to because I think if she didn't, she probably would have been, I probably would have seen her depressed and I probably would have seen her broken down Mm. if if she didn't have those people to talk to.
0: Mm. And do you feel like, you know, when you, You look again when you're looking at it now. Do you think the way that the way that you were brought up, the fact that you were in a single um, household, do you feel like it's fueled any of your relationships? Like, do you do you see any difference in the way that you have relationships, or or do you feel like Um, it's the
1: same? I don't know. I feel like the way that I see the male role Mm -hmm. in a relationship is different. Um, so for me, I don't see the male role having to be this alpha male that needs to look after me, that needs to, you know, be the breadwinner of the home. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. I don't feel like that has to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it does kind of stem back from obviously being my mum, seeing my mum do both roles. It makes me think, well, I can do that. Like, I don't need a man to look after me. I don't need a man to do all those things. So I do have that mentality. Um, and I think my partner now, like Jamie, he'll probably tell you there's a lot of things that I do now in our relationship and the dynamics of our relationship is probably a certain type of way because I am, I am just that way because of my mum. I think. Yeah. Um, whereas my sister's a little bit different. I think, I think Tasha's a little bit different. Um, But then I think Tasha's slightly different because she met her husband when she was 16. Mm. So she was still really young when she met Chris. Mm -hmm. And they built up their relationship and they grew together and they started off at the same kind of level. Mm -hmm. And um, Christopher's always had that aspiration to provide for his family. And Tasha loves him for that. And I think because of the dynamics of their relationship, she she's independent for herself. She's completely independent. But at the same time, I think she, like Christopher, sacrifices a few things. Mm. Um, and she will just be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to be the supportive wife to my husband because he has this life goal and he has this big career. And I just want to support him for that, mm. which is fine. Not a problem, um, it's just not, the, it's just, it's just not your take It's just on a different, like, yeah, it's just a different dynamic. It's just not, it's not necessarily a dynamic that I, not that no, I wouldn't choose to be that way, but it's just not fallen that way for me. Yeah. You know, my relationship with Jamie is different. What Jamie does and what my partner does is is, is different. Yeah. Um, so it's just different dynamics, but I still respect it and I love it. Uh, but yeah. Do you think though, like, you, because you said like you hardly saw your mum,
0: hardly I know you saw some days but you hard maybe hardly saw her being um like vulnerable um and stuff like that that you feel I know it's probably be, probably a better question for Tasha because she has a has a child but you don't get to you don't get to have a bad day you have to push through or do you think that because we have more exposure to mental health and and discussions that we we are we give ourselves more grace or do you think like mm. no you've grown up around women who are just like you Keep it moving, like whatever, yeah. whatever's happening to you, you keep it moving. Do you feel like you feel that? I think that? it's
1: more, I think just me personally, my personality just doesn't, I just don't really break down like that. Mm-mm. It's it's weird, like, you know, I'm not like that. Like, I've seen even it twice when, in my life, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: that I've seen you down, like, yeah,
1: and like, but then the thing is, so when I break, when I break down, like, I break <laughs> down, like, yeah. and I've only. For me I've only really broken and felt broken maybe once in my life that I think that I was like really down as you know twice and both times it was because I was in a loving relationship that I and I loved this person and they broke my heart you know and I I literally even to this day I couldn't explain to you how I, I just can't like, my heart literally felt like it was breaking and mm. I was just distraught. And I remember even now sitting in that car and I just couldn't breathe. I was just crying. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, this is, my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But then at the same time, the type of person I am, I had that one moment and I broke down and I cried and then, As quickly as I got in that car is as quickly as my persona changed. As soon as I came out of that car, I was a completely different person. So when I had to go back into that house after he had just said, you know, I don't love you anymore, I was like strong, strong Natalie came out and strong woman came out and I was like, no, I'm done. I've finished. I've done my tears. I cried. That's it. Strong Natalie come out. I'm going to take my shit. I'm going bye. Mm. you know, and that's the type of person I am. I think I'm like really like, I'll break down if I need to break down. It takes a lot, but I'll break down. I just have to have my moment and then I keep it moving. That's what I'm saying. Do you think <laughs> that comes
0: from not seeing your mum break down and those conversations happen around you that you're like, yeah. you don't get to, you
1: don't get to wallow in your feelings, yeah, basically. Yeah, you, yeah, do you think it's that? I think so, a little bit. But then at the same time, I think it's just it's just me I just can't deal with the wallowing I'm just like yeah cry about it but what we're we gonna do like come on let's be proactive Don't yeah when I'm crying it. you're not come the first on. person that I call because I no. you're the last person because I know that you're gonna be on the pick me up like everyone I else am. is I'm, <laughs> the pick me, I am. I'm the pick me up person I'm like oh you're sad you're down oh okay that's really bad okay so where do you want to go Let's let's make the moat. What can we do To get you to where You want to be That's the type of yeah. person That's how I am I know on that side of it Whereas Tasha's You can call Tasha crying Yeah um, For and sure Tasha probably calls you first When she's broken down And then calls me after cause, When the plan's in place Yeah Then she calls me after Because she's like Okay now I need to get out of this T- Nanny you need to help me get out <laughs> <laughs> You need to help me get out And like you know Not wallow in it But yeah no I think so But then I think Tasha's had her moments where she's taken from mum About being strong mm. And I think that's what's got her through A lot of her hard times um, With a lot of her down moments I think having the thought that now nah, you know what, mum did this, sire I can do this
0: mm. can It's like it. a blessing and a curse Because it's like, you know It's something to follow and be like Yeah, okay, I know I can do this Because mum did this in these circumstances yeah. But I still think you should You need to low when you need to allow yourself grace and give yourself, cut yourself some slack, right? Yeah. Because I do think that a lot of, and I'll say it, like a lot of black women, it's not just black women, but a lot of predominantly black women, we didn't see our parents or our mums or those people around us get sad. So Mm -hmm. you don't, you feel like cry. I can't cry in front of, I can't cry in front of you and say this is a problem. You're going to look at me like, what do you mean this is an issue? Like keep it moving. Yeah. So I definitely get that. Although
1: it's weird, although I, I think, with with my boyfriend Jamie I've broken down to him and like he's seen me like when I'm broken down and I'm really upset and um and it's strange because I never had that before mm. which is one of the reasons why I think I I I love him so much and I I feel like he's the be all and end all I think it's because I'm so able to be so vulnerable with that person Mm. and with him and actually allow myself to cry and break down like it's okay. And he allows me to make it feel like it's okay. And he doesn't, it's quite nice because he doesn't, he's not like, you know, he doesn't play the knight in shining armour kind of role. When I am breaking down, he's just more like, it's okay. Mm. Like, have a cry, don't worry, I'm here, it's fine. Which is great Which is what I love Rather than him scooping in Like what's wrong What happened Why are you Come <laughs> How can I help you <laughs> And I'm yeah. like I don't
0: need that I just need you to just Be quiet and let me hug you Yeah <laughs> I definitely feel like I've, I feel like You're definitely one of the Friends that I have Where it's like Natalie's not And I think you said this On one of the previous episodes You was like I don't get down You was like I don't struggle With my mental health only, <laughs> You was like The only time I'm I, ever down You I, said don't. You said The only time I get down <laughs> Is
1: about money and that's it. It is. It is. I, I no, yeah. I genuinely do think so it is. I think I'm just I don't know. I'm just really open and clear about things and I feel like there's no point Thinking about things negatively and and wallowing it because it's not going to do you any good. So I'm such a positive person. So I think of things so positively and so realistically, like with my friendships, with my partners, like relationships that I've had. It's always been the same. Um... And I think a lot of it is down, like, my one true motto is literally nothing lasts forever. And I always say that and some people always think, oh, how can you say that? Like, And I do, like, literally nothing lasts forever. Whether, you know, the relationship breaks down that you have with someone just because, you know, old age or your differences or where you are in life departs or genuinely because the other person has died it doesn't last forever and you just have to appreciate and love and you know respect the time that you have had that with that person and feel like you know what I've had some good moments with you I've had some good years with you you've taught me a lot I've learned a lot but I know this is where our roads part and it's and to me that that's okay mm. um and I think because of that, that's why I'm so positive And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could take a leaf out of your book, boy. But um, I know <laughs> with your...
0: Like, when we go back, if we look back at you, what you said about your mum not necessarily talking bad about your dad and you making up your own mind, did you ever try on your part to have a relationship with your dad? Did you reach out to say, like, hey? or hey. Or if... And if you did... How did it go? If you didn't, is it something you would
1: think of ever doing? I think so. What happened was, I think what a pinnacle moment was. So we had a relationship with um, my nan, which is my my dad's mum, and mm-hmm. um, because she lived here in, over here in the UK, and so did my granddad, like his dad. So when we was younger. Um, My dad's dad died My granddad He died Um, We must have been about Oh I don't know I think we must have been About 13 or something When he died And he was so I I loved him to bits He was so lovely And um, So he died And you know It was sad But we didn't really go To a funeral or anything For him Mm -hmm. Now My Nan's um, Sister Sort of like aunt um, They lived in London as well And me and my sister Used to visit them and um one of them had died so they were holding like a big funeral um and a lot of people from my dad's side of family were obviously going to this funeral now these people this was when i was 18 and you know at the age of 18 i don't know any of these people at this funeral like none of these people all i know is my mum my nan and my aunt's sister, like, who, who's, who, my great aunt who just died, her sister, That those are the only people I know. I don't know any of these people. So my mum said, yeah, we'll go. And she asked me and Tasha, do you want to go? And we was like, yeah, no, we want to pay our respects. Like, you know, I loved her and I spent time with her. Like, I want to pay my respects. So we went to this funeral and my mum had said on the way there, you know, your dad might be there. And me and Tasha was like, oh, wow, like this is whoa. <laughs> Wouldn't that might be there, this is all, okay. And um then and then also my mum also said to me that your actually no, yeah. My dad was this was when we was eighteen, yeah, my dad's gonna be there. And we was like, Oh wow, okay, he's gonna be there and um we got there and then we had all these people kind of look at us And you know, like, people are looking at you And you can tell, like, they're looking and they're saying, like "Oh, that's that's his <laughs> twins that you're not Like, you know, these are what these women are saying <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God And my mum made sure we looked good, of course Like, she made sure that we looked good Because she was like, no, I'm not having these people, you know Talk about how I've raised you, like, you got to look good And he was there, we met him at the reception mm-hmm. He came over to us, spoke to us, and he was like, oh, hi. Like I was like, oh, hello, um, how are you? And um, he was like, oh, I have... He was like, oh, here, here's a check for, like, you and your sister. Like, this is for you guys. Like, what are you doing now? And we we're like, oh, we're at college and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, I've tried to, like, see you. And I was like, mm, well, you know... You we have Facebook because this is obviously before Instagram, but there was Facebook, and we and Tash were on Facebook. I was like, oh, we have Facebook. Like you can message us on Facebook. Um, so we gave him our number and was like, listen, this is my number. Like you can message us or call us. I'm happy to meet up with you. Mm. Thank you for your check. I appreciate it. Um, so I was quite willing at the age of 18. We and Tash were both quite willing to open the door and like have that kind of relationship. Mm. Like you just needed to reach out and see us and I think in his mind we didn't really instigate to message him and stuff like that only because for me I don't see why me as a child should have to message my parent to see me Mm. or to get to know me like it just doesn't make any sense to me you should want to do that yeah um or you should be brave enough to step up, to push to do that. Like even if you're embarrassed that you even, haven't been there, yeah, exactly. For X or X even of if time. you're like, oh, they probably don't want to know me. Like they haven't messaged me, so they probably don't want to know me. No, you don't know that. Just message and just see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no harm in sending a message to be like, hey, are you free on Saturday? Like nice to catch up. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't do anything like that, and I think that's what pushed, made me and Tasha kind of stray away and was like, oh, he's clearly not interested. And then mm. two, three years later, there was another funeral that me and Tasha went to on his side of the family. And again, he was there and, um, yeah, he was there briefly, not lot, but he again, he didn't really speak to me and Tasha. Like, you know, our half sister was there. We spoke to her. She was lovely. But again, like, it was just like a completely just an odd environment and where my mum's family are so close knit and everyone is so close. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. It was just a weird environment for me. And I just couldn't understand why, you know, all these people are so distant. Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't want anything to do with that. Cause I was like, Oh no, I don't want, I don't want that. But you don't feel like you've like missed out from not having like,
0: cause technically your granddad was that father figure that it's not like you didn't have and you have uncles and you have like yeah you know you have people around you but did you ever feel like it was something that you wanted like would you have wanted
1: to have Um, a relationship with him or like I wouldn't have minded having a relationship with him I know I wouldn't have minded I think Tasha is a little bit different Tasha was a lot more harsher with the situation she's a lot more harsher with that side of the family Mm -hmm. um And yeah, I just kind of didn't really, I didn't really mind. I think because I'm such an open person and where I work in childcare, I know how important it is. And, you know, it's so good for a child to understand and and know all parts of who they are and where they come from. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad when you, there's a part of you that you don't really know Mm -hmm. um, and you can't really get to know Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it's a little bit sad. So, yeah, I did want to try. But then at the same time, I think you don't mean to compare, but you do compare. And every time I spent time with sort of that side of the family, it was really nice with my grandparents. I loved spending time with them. And my great aunts, I loved spending time with them. Mm. But like anyone outside of those people, I didn't really know and never really got to know. And the the dynamics of like when my nan wasn't well and when my granddad wasn't well and you know when they died like what happens to all their assets and things like that that whole situation and the way that it was all dealt with with my dad's side of the family when they went through that it was to me it was just disgusting and I was just like I don't want any part of that when my mum's family is completely different Mm. Um, It's not what you're used to It's not what you know No, it's not what I'm used to And I'm just kind of like Oh my god, no I don't want that I don't want people like You know Hating on me Trying to take things from me Or you feel like You're constantly feeling like This person's You know Out to Not out to get you But you know, trying to take something from you. And I'm just thinking, how can you have that? Like the relationship my dad and his sister have is was so estranged and they had like such a bad relationship. And I just thought to myself, that's horrible. I could never, I can't, I couldn't dream of having that type of relationship with, with my sister. Mm. Or I can't dream of you having that relationship with your brothers. Like I can't, I can't see it. Like no matter how bad things get in people's lives, I just genuinely can't see how it can go, that bad yeah you
0: haven't been yeah it's not something that's been in the way that you've grown up and the way that you've done things so it's just it's yeah. just, just it's just strange to, strange, yeah, it's to just you. strange to you because it's actually weirdly quite common yes that people I know. are like that yes
1: <laughs> i know as i got older i realized that oh okay not everyone's you, what you have is an, an, yeah. an anomaly yeah what my the, the way that my family is is is, is an anomaly like people's family is a straight i know
0: you i know you are someone who you haven't struggled like mental, like with your mental health. And I mean, that's a blessing because a lot of people that is, that's not very normal, but well done. But would you say that? I'll say I won't. No, exactly. And would you say that this situation has, or maybe your upbringing, maybe not situation, but your upbringing has given you an outlook on like, you've already said how you would be if you, and you had a child and then maybe you would never like talk bad about that person. You'd always make sure that they, Mm. they see, Mm. um, like they have the option to see their parents and stuff. Yeah. But like for some people, I know you, you can't, you're not the, we're not using you as an example of um, coming from a single parent household, but in your opinion, like what would you say to someone who's maybe their parent is, um, the other parent is talking bad about their parents and they want to maybe have a relationship, but they feel like they can't because it might be going, going against, against it. Yeah. Their,
1: you know, like how would you kind of? I think it would be a case of just, sitting down with, you know, that parent that is speaking badly about them and just say, listen, I understand that clearly something went wrong and your experience with this other person was negative and it was, you know, volatile and you didn't, and it wasn't good and it didn't end well. And because of that, you have a strong feel, like negative feelings towards this other person. But you have to understand, that my experience with this person is completely different and my relationship with this person is different and you just have to acknowledge that that, that person has gone through those negative things with that person and just say to that parent, you know, if it is your mum, for example, that is saying all you know these bad stuff about your dad, saying to your mum, I appreciate that this is the experience that you had and, and I feel so horrible and i feel so bad that you had gone through that and but at the same time you have to say to them but i need to make my decision and i need to try and make make a relationship i want to try and make a relationship with this person because i feel like they are more than the bad mistakes that they have made mm-hmm. um they can respect that you have to make your own decisions and you have to have your own relationship with that person mm. and you don't have to get involved with them but
0: equally, do you also understand why some people
1: don't want that relationship with that parent? Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. Depending on how the the, the relationship went, you, you can kind of understand it completely. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I don't have any children of my own, so I don't know. Yeah. But I would always hope that if I did have children and the relationship that I had with their dad broke down and it didn't work out, I would hope that I would give my children the respect to be able to make their own decisions and have that relationship with that with that parent um, and be fair and just be like, yeah, no, you can see them whenever you want or, you know, and try and just be cordial with it. Mm. And I would hope that the dad would also have the same feelings about being cordial because sometimes you can have one parent that is quite happy to be cordial and you know be like no i'm gonna let you see the children and stuff like that and then you have the other parent that wants more Mm. that is using it as a as a as a way and a ploy and it just gets really messy um and i think it takes a long time for both parties to get to that equal happy medium Mm. um so yeah i've got many different friends in in different situations that's With being a single parent, you know, guys and girls, Mm -hmm. and it's it's very different. Yeah, it's always so so different. You know, there's some friends that I have that's, you know, their their children's dads are nowhere to be seen. Other friends, when there's like, oh no, they were nowhere to be seen for the first couple of years, but now they've come back. Um, And then I have got some where it's the other way round Where you've got dads that are fighting tooth and nail To see their children Mm. um, And they're not getting anywhere And it's because the mum's not being like, you know, supportive Or, you know, it's just just so, so, so confusing It's so, so hard And um,
0: just go back on one more point that you said That I feel like you mentioned You're like, oh, your half-sister was there Do you have a relationship with her?
1: No, not really I mean... I have a relationship in the sense of I follow her on Instagram. That's not a relationship. I have a message yeah. <laughs> you Sometimes. follow Kim Kardashian too. They're in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we just never really had much of a relationship. I knew about her um and when we was younger, me and Tasha were quite happy to like have a relationship It just never worked. They mm. lived they lived far away like, you know, they lived up in Liverpool, we lived in London. Mm. My mum doesn't drive, nor was she like a big traveller like that. So she definitely weren't taking us, and us all the way up to Liverpool. When it's like her birthday, I would say happy birthday. Same is what she does to us. And her mum, that's the one thing I actually really, really appreciate um, and respect about her mum. Her mum always wished me and Tasha a happy birthday. Always. Um, my dad never did, mm. but she did. Mm. And she always made a point too And I always respected that with, from her Because I thought That was something that I was like Oh do you know what I really respect you for that And I appreciate it so much um, And I think it's because She wanted her daughter I think to Have the door open Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um.
1: And the way that me and Tasha are Like you know She's my half sister And she's always going to be my half sister And if she was in any type of need or if she needed anything, I'd hope that she'd be able to call me mm. or even drop me a message and I'd be quite happy to, like, you know, help or hear her out and just be like, oh, listen, you're my half-sister. Like, I'm quite happy to hear you out. But we never really had that much of a relationship with her.
0: Something that you said that kind of resonated with me is that you don't know the relationship that they had. Nor that it's, yeah. not, your, it's not for you to, like... Even if you're, like you said, your mum sat you down and told you everything, you're still going to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. So that's what ultimately that matters. And and I think that's an important thing. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, No, I think it was a good, like a good conversation. I feel like there's definitely people who have been raised in single parent households and they either want to rekindle relationships with the absent parent. um, And then there's some that don't. And it's like, I look at it as each to their own. Mm. Like, it'll be nice, and it's nice for
1: when you have children and you can say, oh, this is yeah. where your
0: from." I'm quite
1: or- open, I would say. I'm quite open to kindle a relationship with my dad. I think if he messaged me and said, hi, you know, I really want to try and make a relationship with you and your sister. Like, can you just... Can we just meet for lunch and just talk? I would quite happily go and see what happens no matter how old I could be 40 I could be 50 you know I, I, just, I think I would still go um only because so I, I just want to give that person the benefit of doubt and I think mm. that's just I think any, any child is the same really with any parent like you always have hope that they mm. will come back and that they will come back and they will choose you
0: mm. I think
1: and I think because of that that's why I'm always like oh if you message me I I'd, I'd be like oh hi. Yeah, but
0: you just don't want to be the
1: one to initiate it. You don't feel like no, it's right. No, because I d- yeah, I feel like it's not it's not right because then it's not fair. I I don't think it's true then. You 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 truly don't want to have a relationship with me. Um you're only doing it cuz I messaged you. Do you think that's the way you perceive it though?
0: Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I get what you're saying in that you're like, I'm the child in this situation. So why should I? But if you did it for an... If you did it and then you found that you got a relationship from it, at least you wouldn't regret it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But equally, you want him to do it first. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Basically, No, but thank you. I really appreciate it. I feel like it's... We're definitely something that we've spoken about... um, in passing, like, pieces and pieces, but I don't think we've ever actually sat down yeah, yeah. and, like, Talk spoken about, about it. Yeah. So, no, I appreciate you for coming on and doing this. And, yeah, I feel like there are people out there that I know of that are like, I don't know if I should reach out or I actually don't want a relationship. So just hearing someone's
1: perspe- perspective yeah. has been really helpful. So thank you. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, it's fine. I'm, the t- I'm not going to reach out. <laughs> but I, I'm open to a relationship. But I'm just not going to reach out. But I'm open to it, if it happens. If it doesn't, it is what it is. Um, But I'll always make sure, I think, because of what I experienced in my life, I think if I have children, I'll always make sure that they are as close to my family as they are to the father's family. Um, And that's something that I've told Jamie that, you know, Although his family isn't as close as mine, I will make sure that my children still have as equally as closeness to his side of the family as mine. As much as you can, though. As much as I, yeah, yeah. yeah, as much as I can. But I think sometimes it's kind of like if I tell, if I'm offering it, and I'm like, "Oh, listen, are you free this weekend? Like, I want to come and see you, so you can see the kids." Duh, duh, duh. And if they are saying no to me all the time, then that's on them. That's not on me. And at least I can say, well, at least i reached out to them and they didn't want to know. So it's not my fault.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear that. But, yeah. Thank
1: you. Thanks. <laughs>